Hello all and welcome to 3 Got Game Sports Podcast. I'm your host Ryan. To my left I got Matt McDab, actually Matt McNab, and to my right I got Gigi, also known as Gijon. But yeah, we are a local Connecticut sports podcast. We don't just talk about local Connecticut sports, but we talk about sports and all, like NFL, NBA, MLB, golf, tennis, soccer, cricket, Canadian Football League, whatever you want, we'll talk about it. Um, so we are three friends who uh, we always talk about sports together, and we got together and we decided, hey, let's let's make a podcast. Let's let's uh, talk about it to the world. And uh, this is what we did, and this is what we got. So I'm excited. I know everyone else is excited, and I can't wait to start. And we are starting. So a little about an introduction to myself. Uh, I'm Ryan. I uh, grew up playing sports in Connecticut, lived in Connecticut all my life. I still play uh, sports to this day. I play semi-professional football. Uh, I'm a quarterback and punter for the Connecticut Falcons. We just won our first game last week. Exciting. I also watch sports all the time. I'm into sports. We talk about it all the time with my friends. And uh, I'm going to push it over to Matt. Matt, I'm from Connecticut. Um, I played sports my entire life, and um, and I'm a huge Boston sports fan, whether it's the Celtics, Patriots, Red Sox, or Bruins. And um, I'm a huge uh, UConn Huskies fan as well in uh, basketball or college basketball. And uh, my name is John. It's nice to be here. Like. Uh... My co-hosts, Matt and Ryan, I am also a huge sports fan, born and raised in Connecticut, born in Stanford, moved to the little city of Derby, and uh, I am a huge fan of the Green Bay Packers and the now defunct Seattle Supersonics, to which I have adopted the Boston Celtics as my new NBA team, but uh, I love playing sports, watching sports, talking about it. Us three, we just love having discussions, and we're real excited to Hopefully bring you guys a fresh new podcast with some new takes and a little bit of flavor and originality. And uh, we're real excited to get going. Yeah. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> I forgot to mention that I am a Jets fan. Uh, and that's basically it. Uh, I just follow football mostly. Uh, but here and there, basketball, baseball. We feel so. sorry for you, buddy. Hopefully the Jets uh, improve this year. You know? Uh, never. never know. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> While we're well, talking we'll talk about the about Jets. that later on, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> that's uh, why don't we uh lead up into our first topic since we mentioned you know football and the Jets? Let's start off with the uh, NFL draft, guys. I mean, um, we kind of figure that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the consensus first overall pick. Um, I feel like it would be a shock otherwise. Um, it's been a no brainer, but with the second overall pick, Ryan. Your Jets have a couple of options. Um, Question for you, who do you want them to take and who do you think they will take? Let's start with who do you want them to take and then tell us who do you think they will take. Well, actually, I got three ways. I'm going to see what they're actually going to pick, what they want them to pick, and what they should pick. Okay. Um, What they're going to pick, it's going to be surprising here, but I think they're going to go with Justin Fields. Wow. Wow. Uh, Justin Fields. Interesting. Just because he's a stronger quarterback. Uh, he's been in the, the spotlight. Um, so, especially going to New York, going to the spotlight, uh, it's going to be uh, tough for Wilson. 
what I want, I want Wilson. I think he's a young, bright um, guy. I know he only started a year or two at BYU. I know he comes from a small school, but he's got loads of talent, loads of talent. I he can throw the ball anywhere you want it, the way you want it, and how you want it. It's just, it's a great, uh, just seeing him throw at the his pro day, just seeing him throw on film, it, it was really uh, incredible. Uh, he reminded me of like a little bit of an Aaron Rodgers type. Uh, I agree. I agree. You know, and I then who I think they should go with. It, this is going to be a surprise, but I do like him a lot, and it's a long shot. Uh, and I think he would really fit the culture there. Um, is Kyle Trask? Wow, Kyle Trask at number Kyle two. Kyle Trask at number two. I mean, at um, that point, man, maybe they should trade down. When's yeah. the last time you've seen a successful quarterback? Uh, at Florida since Tim Tebow. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Tebow successful. You look at Florida and they've had all the athletes in the world over the past 10, 15 years, but you haven't had a quarterback that actually take them to the next level. Trask did that this year. And I I think he can be, I think he's the, he's my underdog in this draft. Like if you take him, you'll, you'll get something really good out of him. All right. Now here that, that's a shock to me, man. I mean, you yeah. know, keep that under wraps when you talked about before starting this. I did not expect that. But I'll tell you, man, yeah. um, going to that Tebow comment, I, I think he's definitely more prototypical than Tebow. Tebow was more of a uh, – kind of reminded me, like, when he played, it was like a taste of hell. But I think this guy, you know, he's got – he's definitely got uh, more of that prototypical feel, you know, where Tebow was like a jack of definitely got a better arm than uh, yeah. Tebow yeah, as well. So, well, yeah, I, do, I mean, I'm, I was just saying – the success of the Florida program yeah, you know, yeah. since Tebow. I wasn't saying, like, the style of quarterback. Of course, Tim Tebow didn't run that pro-style quarterback. But, like, Correct. the success since Tebow in 2008 and 2009, it was just – there's no there hasn't been a quarterback since him oh, to it's been lead Florida to, like, a bowl game, like, of that stature, you know? Oh, I hear you for sure. So, yeah. I mean, with that trash pick, then uh, – question man where do you think he would fall in the draft if you like trask i mean like would you maybe how far do you think the jets would have to trade down to get trask if you wanted them to round two probably round two late, so probably, late round yeah. one late round two so they wouldn't even have to trade down then if anything no. you could probably yeah. maybe trade down for some picks if you want to go to like six he's, he's like he's like like you, you skip on all these great quarterbacks in the draft and you know and then you find your dan marino he could be i'm not saying he's dan marino but like you know how you know how the draft goes. You know you go through you know five or six quarterbacks, and then you're like, oh shit, you know this other quarterback we got in the second round. You know he's our guy. You know. Well, mark it down here, boys. If Kyle Trask is a success, you heard it here first, Ryan, <laughs> on the Three Guy Game podcast. Why don't we yeah. uh, talk a little bit about uh, the number three pick and uh, Matt? Well, what's your What's your guys' opinion on the Jets? You know, what do you think they're gonna do? That's a good point. Yeah. Um, Matt, go ahead. Lead us off. What do you think? Um, I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. Um, it seems like it's destiny at this point. I mean, he's got the arm talent. He's got this high ceiling. Um, and, I mean, at this point, it seems like he's a consensus number two pick. I what are you, John? Um, I agree. I mean, I do believe that they will take Zach Wilson. Uh, Ryan, to your point, I think I would be a little surprised um, for Justin Fields because all I've been hearing is the Zach Wilson love affair with the Jets. You know, it just seems like it. But, you know, I've seen more shocking things happen in the draft. Um, 
like you guys mentioned, I mean, you know, he's got the arm. You know, I hate comparing quarterbacks to other all-time greats. You know, it's it's hard to do that, but you want to see, like, that kind of greatness. He does remind me of, like, Rodgers and a little bit of Will, um, Wilson, uh, Mahomes, and the way he's able to kind of move on the run, throw on the run. Um, he's got a big arm, fit the ball in tight windows. And to be honest, you know, you look at a lot of the successful quarterbacks in the NFL today, they've come from smaller schools that have been able to you know, kind of uplift their team because they don't have the necessary NFL talent around them. I mean, you look at uh, look at some all-time greats. Look at Drew Brees. He went to Purdue. Small school. Dude lit it up. Russell Wilson was in, what, Wisconsin? You yeah. know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was in Cal. I mean, I want to say Cal is like a big school. Because, but like, you just look at previously, like Josh Allen. Wyoming. Josh Allen. Wyoming. Even yeah. uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick. Texas yeah, Texas Tech. Good, you know? good point, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you got these guys from smaller schools and, you know, you know, I'm getting the feeling, you know, if the talent's there, the talent's there. I mean, my my, my worry with Wilson a little bit is, you know, I feel like he's got the highest ceiling. Um, his floor might be low. Like, he can hit the hardest floor if he's, you know, he can sometimes maybe be a tad careless. You know, he's got a lot of belief in his arm. But, man, I love that kid's arm, man. He can really make all the throws. And I think if the Jets take him, he could be great, but... Right, I mean, you guys still surround him with the right parts. So, oh, yeah. you know. I mean, hey, we, we picked up a great receiver this offseason. We still have Jameson Crowder. Still a lot of young guys. You know, it's – you never know. For sure, for sure. Well, why don't we segue to the uh, number three pick, which is San what Francisco. the hell are the Niners thinking dreading all those first-round picks? <laughs> but, Matt, you want to leave Crazy. us off there, man? Yeah, most certainly. Um, you know Kyle Shanahan. He loves those pocket-passing quarterbacks, whether it's Matt Ryan or Jimmy G. That's why I think they're going to go Mac Jones. He has that same type of or prototype. Oh, man, that's a mistake. But I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, I, I I think that, you know, there's the distinction between him or Fields, him and Fields. But, you know, I think that they're going to take Jones, which I think is a mistake. You know, I don't want to hate on Mac Jones, but to me, he's not – that guy I think you know a lot of people say maybe he's the most pro ready sure because he's run a pro style system but I think he benefited a lot for having great weapons in Alabama from Najee Harris to Devonta Smith and you know Waddle Waddle. yeah I mean look at that offensive line those guys sent those guys have big boys year after year that are great NFL prospects that can block and you know I know everyone talks about is not trailing in the second half. And, you know, that's great and all. But I do want to see quarterback, what they do in adversity. And it just seems like he's a guy, like, he's put up great numbers. But, you know, it just seems like he's benefited from the talent around him and receivers being open. I mean, he's a fit for Shanahan. I think he'll take him. But, like, you got Jimmy G there, too. So, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you haven't mm-hmm. traded him yet. I think they're trying to get him ready for maybe not this coming season, but the next season when uh, Jimmy so one day Trader just released Jimmy G. You know, I'm have any money in that cap. That's a good point. So do you think they, they do you think they sit him for a year, Matt Ryan? Do you guys think they sit him for a year, or do you think he's going to start at some point if they draft him? Well, Jimmy G's injury prone, so he might play. He might play. Ryan, let me ask you. One, who do you think they're going to take at number three? And if you do believe it's Matt Jones, Mac Jones, excuse me, do you think he's going to play? 
they're probably picking Matt Jones, which, like I said, I agree with you, Matt. Um, I mean, uh, GG is a mistake. Um, I don't think he's pro ready. I don't think he's at all ready. Um, I think he needs to sit by a veteran quarterback for like a year or two. Uh, yes, he had all the talent in the world surrounding him. All the talent. Like, you could put, like, a quarterback from, like, Miami of Ohio, and they'd still be, like, 10 no, and 2. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm being serious, you know? Uh, no, I, I, I yeah, can't. I agree. What uh, I think I... San Fran should do is stick with Jimmy G. He's still a great quarterback. He's got uh, uh, a great mindset. Uh, just keep him healthy, you know, protect him. I think they should go with a receiver and, and just explode that offense even more. I think they should go with uh, Devontae Smith and just let it wide open. Maybe even come you know, up with a double tundra. I think as well as um, Sam Fran has weapons. Like they got Evo, yeah. Brandon IU, they got George Taylor tight end, obviously, a great offensive line, and Kyle Shanahan like, lives off the play action. And that so. defense, when they're healthy, you got a good defense behind them. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I don't know, boys. Uh, Ryan, if Jimmy G stays healthy, does Mac Jones see the field this year? No. No, Mac, how about you? I agree, too. So, it's almost like a, uh, kind of like a, not quite an Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a guy that might sit. So, um, let's move on to the next pick. Yeah, so the number four pick belongs to the Atlanta Falcons. So, Gigi, what do you think they're going to do? I mean, I'll say this. You know, I've heard murmurs about, you know, possibly replacing Matt Ryan. Um, If I were the Falcons, personally, I would uh, maybe trade down, collect some more picks, and, you know, surround them with a little bit of talent. They have a defense that really needs some work. I don't think Matt Ryan's the issue. You know, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's some top five quarterback, but I think he's still can play in an elite level, and with the right pieces, they um, they can still be good. Um, if I were the Falcons, I would try to maybe trade down to a team that needs a quarterback and hoard some picks. But you know what I think they're gonna do is I actually think they're gonna take Pitts from Florida. That guy's special, man. I mean. He's, he reminds me a lot of Vernon Davis when he came out, but I think he's a little bit bigger. And he's, he's, dude can fly, he can catch. He's physical, tough. I think he can, like, I don't want to say revolutionize the tenant position, but man, you could split him out wide and do a lot. I think he's special, man. That dude is like, could be like a walking Hall of Famer if he stays healthy and on the right track. But uh, what about you, Ry? Uh Yeah, Landon, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, Maybe they should go with a quarterback and run for a couple years behind Matt. You know, you never know. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Or, you know, trade down and grab some more picks. Uh, Kyle Pitts is a great answer. I really don't know what exactly they're going to do. Um, I'm an unknown on this one. Uh, I think all three options are good options. If they were going to go with a quarterback to sit behind Matt for a little bit, because Matt can still play. I know he can still play. For sure. Um and he's got the weapons to do it. He's still got Julio. He's got Lee. Um, and they still got Todd Gurley. Yeah, they got a solid. They so they, a they're solid still offense. solid. Uh, a quarterback I would pick for them to sit behind would be Trask. 
I think um, he fits this kind of the same build of Matt, maybe a little bit bigger. But if you sit behind Matt Ryan and, and learn for two or three years, watch out, Atlanta. Now, I hear you. I think he's a guy that could probably get in the second round, maybe not the oh, first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, Matt, what do you got, man? Yeah, before I start, uh, Ryan, you just really love Patras. <laughs> he does, man. I didn't know he had this much love for him, man. Definitely a surprise. But uh, go ahead, Matt. But, yeah, for my prediction, um, I'm hoping they trade with the Patriots. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> so the Patriots can get... Uh, whoever's left, whether it's Max Jones or Justin Fields, or even Zach Wilson, if somehow Kyle Trask gets picked there. But um, well, what I think they're going to do, they're going to pick Kyle Pitts. I mean, he's a once-in-generation tight end. Um, he's, what, 6'6", 250, as a 440 speed. Like, Insane. you just can't teach that. And his production at Florida matches with, uh, with his freakish physical abilities. Insane for real. I mean, what we got next pick? We're gonna roll, guys. By the way, we're running through like the top 10 picks and we'll kind of, you know, finagle for the audience that may be listening. And you know, we're just kind of finesse that. So, what do you got? Number five for number five, I got Penny Sewell. I think Joe Burrow needs protection and he needs it now. We don't want another injury like he had last year. And and I think, well, Bengals signed a couple people, but um. But if they can establish that left tackle position, then Joe Burrow can be productive for the next however many years he plays. Brian, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, I agree with Matt. Uh, Penay Sewell, um, I think he's a uh, a pretty pretty good lineman from Oregon. Uh, like you said, like Matt said, he can fill that left tackle position, uh, and I think he can uh, make an impact for the uh, Bengals offensive line this year. Yeah, no arguments here. I know it's not the sexy pick. You know, a lot of people are talking about maybe reuniting with his old teammate, Jamar Chase. But, you know, and that would be great. Don't get me wrong, you know. But I think the most important thing is protecting your franchise quarterback, especially now more than ever that he got that pretty brutal injury, which we're all hoping that he recovers from. But I think Penny Sewell has a chance to be a great lineman. I mean, he's a great prospect. And the most important thing is, you know, you want to have that protection. I mean, I'm a Packers fan. Look at Green Bay. I mean, everyone talks about how we don't have weapons. What we did have is a really, really good offensive line. And when you have a good quarterback and you give him some time, they can make chicken salad out of you-know-what if they have an offensive line that can protect them. So I think the most important thing is protecting this guy. And then, worry, you know, you collect some weapons, but you got to make sure that he has time to throw. And to go on top of that, you saw in the Super Bowl how important the offensive line is. For sure. But, okay. um... Moving on to number six, the Miami Dolphins. Start with you again, G. Well, uh, my opinion of the Miami Dolphins is that I think they have a solid offensive line. Uh, They have a great defense. And I think there's a lot of pressure on them to make it work with Tua. You know, Tua looked a little shaky last year. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick came in. That's a discussion for another day. You know, I thought that he had a little bit of unfair... Uh, job, you know, getting taken from him because, you know, they have the young kids. So they're going to go and I think they're going to grab uh, Jamar Chase. You know, I know Devonta Smith is the Heisman winner, but I think Jamar Chase is more of the prototypical NFL player, has the ability to be great, give this guy an elite weapon. And if they want to make Tua be successful, you got to have players around. Like, if you 
don't feel or you want your quarterback to be great, you have to have talent or talent around him that's going to elevate him. And I think Jamar Chase is a guy that can elevate his play. So I go, I'm going Jamar Chase. What about you, Ray? Yeah, I agree with um, uh, Gigi. Uh, I would go with uh, Jamar Chase. I think you give him that big target for Tua uh, to be successful, uh, especially Tua had his troubles last year, but uh, I think he'll bounce back this year. Uh, another receiver, I think they might go with is uh, Waddle, and you know get some speed out there. That's a good guy. Um, but they can go with either or. Uh, but most likely they'll go with Chase. Yeah, I agree with both of you. That's who I got down, Jamar Chase. I mean, obviously he took the year off, so we'll see how if he can get the rest off right away. But talent wise, it's it's undeniable. Like he's definitely the top wide receiver in the draft. Sure, for sure. What we got next pick, Matt? So the Detroit Lions, I sat down uh, Devonta Smith. Um, obviously, there's concerns about his weight and durability, but but his route running ability is unreal, and in his hands, like he, he feels like he catches everything. And obviously, he's a Heisman winner, has produced in big games, and and obviously a wide wide receiver is one of the big needs for the Lions. So. I think they're going to pick the best guy off the board, and that's going to be Devonta Smith. Ryan? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Lions, they lost Ke- uh, Kenny Galladay uh, to the Giants in free agency, unfortunately. So maybe they have to replace that and go get a generational receiver. Hopefully, it'll be one of these receivers this year. I don't know who. Um, but I thought they were going to go on the defensive side, uh, maybe go get a, uh, a cornerback. Uh, maybe like Patrick Sertan, uh, Sertan. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went with a receiver like Matt said, Devontae Smith or Waddle, one of the Alabama receivers. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my pick. And to go on top of what Ryan said, they also lost uh, Marvin Jones. So correct, yeah. Um, I'll tell you, uh, I definitely agree with you guys that they need a receiver. I thought about saying corner, like you mentioned, Ryan. Sertan, I mean, you know, we all know his dad was a beast playing for the Dolphins back in the day. You know, his son looks to be the real deal, too, and um, they need help. The thing with the Lions is it's tough because, you know, as a Packer fan, I feel sorry for them. I really do. I can't help. I can't hate the Lions like I do the Bears and the Vikings because there's, it's just they're so bad. And, you know, it's hard for me to hate them. And I think they need a lot of help on the defensive side of the ball. But like you guys mentioned, you know, you lose two really good receivers, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. You bring in Jared Goff and, you know, you want to help your quarterback out. You know, you got uh, people, you know, might think, you know, he wasn't that good, but thought maybe he got a little bit of a raw deal from the Rams. You know, Rams had a little bit of pressure to win now and they wanted to bring in somebody else to like Stafford to come in and who's a little bit of an upgrade. So, but I'm going to go with uh, Waddle, I think. I just feel like um, if the Lions are going to take somebody, you know, can't go wrong with Smith or Waddle. I just feel like with Detroit, they might like Waddle a little bit better. You know, a guy, uh, they both have that quickness, but um, I don't know, for some reason, you know, what I think, I'm just reading these reports that, uh, you know, hear from people that Waddle, for some reason, is more of a pro-ready and scouts seem to like him a little bit more. So I think they're going to go Waddle if I if they do, but it wouldn't surprise me if they take Smith either. So. Yeah. yeah. So All right. the next pick, the Panthers. Who do you think they're going to take, Brad? Oof. Uh, I have no clue. I think they're going to go defense. I don't know who on defense. But they, their team needs offense and offensive tackle and cornerback. I was reading about, 
So, I mean, go with the cornerback. If if Patrick Sturton is still there, take him. If not, um, who's that guy from Virginia Tech? Um, I know he has to stay healthy. It'd be pretty good. Um, the guy from Virginia Tech. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Should know all the names. JC Horn. No. No, not JC Horn. Ah. Uh. Uh, Caleb uh, Farley. Uh, Caleb Farley. Alright, so, so, so I think the Panthers, Panthers are either going to take a cornerback for Jalen Waddle. Um, obviously, they have a lot of needs, but I think the two that stand out are those two positions. But, um, but I'm predicting they're going to get Jalen Waddle. Um, they lost Kerry Samuel. They need someone to replace him. So, And I think he's Got, got that same prototype, fast receiver on the outside, and that's where I think they're going to pick. Hello? Yeah, perfect. You can hear now. Yeah, perfect. Uh, for me, I think the uh, Panthers are, they're the ideal trade-down scenario. I know you were talking about, Matt, earlier, the Patriots possibly trading up. I think if the Patriots make a move, this is the move they do. Now, the Panthers at eight, there are some players, um... Uh, I think, Ryan, you mentioned Sertan as a possible pick. Or actually, you said Farley. Farley. Well, yeah, Sertan or Farley. Yeah, Yeah, those are two, you know, great prospects. I think if they're going to take a corner, it's probably going to be Sertan. He's a little bit more highly touted. Um, I think this is the scenario where I think that if the Patriots are going to make a move, and my prediction is the Patriots are going to make this move and select Justin Fields. That's what I believe is probably going to happen here. But if the Panthers were going to sit... Um, I think if Devontae Smith is there, which I believe, you know, the Lions maybe take Waddle, they take him to replace Samuel. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they um, went on the defensive side of the ball, but I think if the Panthers do stay at this pick, they're going to take Devontae Smith only because I believe Waddle will go to Detroit. So I think Devontae Smith would be here. Um, giving Sam Darnold a weapon to throw to, who I think is... Uh, capable quarterback that got a bad deal from your Jets. Sorry, right? It's truth. <laughs> but uh, I think that would be the pick for me. Right. Matt, what do you think about that? Trade up for Justin Fields at eight? You probably like that, right? I mean, I'm in for that. You need a quarterback. <laughs> hey, I'm giving up less picks and moving up to four, I'll tell you. That's true. Very true. What do you got next for us, Matt? So, the Broncos. You know, there's live Pox. They're going to get a quarterback. Oof. Man, but I'm predicting they're picking Michael Parsons. I mean, obviously, if like Justin Fields or Trey Lance is there, like it would not surprise me one bit if they picked them. But I think Michael Parsons' talent is—you just can't pass that up. Like he's got four-four speed, and he reminds me a lot of uh, Devin White actually. Like he just can go all over the field. Can cover, can voice a quarterback. So I think that's their pick. I agree, man. And this was the hardest pick for me because Vic Fangio is a defensive guy, and this is another chess piece for him to have on his board to run his scheme. I mean, I think Denver's got a sneaky good defense. You know, you got two capable pass rushers, you know, really good passers in Chubb and Von Miller. Got really good safeties there in the back with, you know, 
what do they got? They got Justin Simmons and uh, I think Jackson. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Kareem Jackson, safety. I mean, you know, having that Mike linebacker probably excites Fangio. But I'm hearing a lot about them wanting to replace Drew Locke. Now, I think it's going to be a battle. Maybe it might be between what Fangio wants and what management wants. I'm not sure who's going to win. So, I think you mentioned it. Um, one of the QBs, I forgot. Um, Trey Lance? Trey Lance, yeah. I think, yeah. Slipped my mind. I think if management wins this struggle that I believe it might be having, I think Trey Lance is going to be the pick. But I think Fangio wants Michael Parsons. I mean, he's a big, like I said, big defensive guy. It's another guy, a chess piece. He can move around the board and that he could take that defense to the next level. But if I had to choose, I think they're gonna they probably take a quarterback. I don't I'm just hearing a lot that they're done with Locke, so I think that Trey Lance might be the pick. Who I mean, is just as capable. The dude's got his pro day was amazing. You know, I mean, Duke can play, you know, as good as Fields and you know. Fields and Wilson and Trevor Lawrence get the love, but Trey Lance can play, man. So it wouldn't shock me. I think they, that's the move for them. Yeah. How about you, Rack? Uh, I'm going to agree with Matt here. They're going to go with a linebacker, uh, Mika Parsons. And G brought up a great point with uh, the head coach being a defensive guy. Um, if they do go with the quarterback, I don't like – I'm not a big fan of Trey Lance. Um of course, he came from a D1AA, which is fine. I mean, same school as Carson Wentz. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Um, I just don't think he uh, can be the guy, you know? I hate you. Um, but you never know. Um, I still think Drew Rock is a great quarterback. I just think he needs some work. He needs some mental work, and he needs some, uh, you know, uh, uh, talent. A little bit more you know? guidance. Yeah, Exactly. I think if they go defense, this is probably his last year. Sadly, young quarterbacks, they don't have a long leash. So if they yeah. do go with Parsons and Drew Locke doesn't show much this year, I think he's done. So but I agree. We'll see. We'll see. True, true, true. What do you think America. about uh, America's team, G? America's <laughs> team. Well, we all know Jerry Jones is practically in love with Kyle Pitts. I mean, this guy is drooling all over him, but I don't think that he'll fall to them, obviously. And I doubt they make the trade up. And Dallas has plenty of offensive weapons. You know, after Tampa, well, yeah, after Tampa, because, you know, they get no Howard back, even if they lose AB. I think after Tampa, Dallas is loaded and it's probably the second best receiving core in the NFL. I mean, you got CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. No Gallup, you know, we still got a good offensive line. I know everyone's down on Zeke, still a capable running back. The line Jarwin at tight end. Yeah, Jarwin at tight end. I mean, I know the line's been dinged up, but it's still a solid line. You got Dak coming back. I don't know if they go offense, but they really need help defensively. That defense is atrocious. And a guy like Sertan can change life in Dallas. So I think that's a guy that if they stay there, he could probably probably is gonna fall to them and it'd be a great pick for Dallas as much as I can't stand the Cowboys. Kind of like Stephen A. <laughs> I really can't, but I think Sertan is the pick here. Yeah, I gotta agree with you there. Um, whoever said whether it's uh, Sertan or Farley, I'm gonna guess one of them's gonna be there. Yeah, for sure. Like, they need help in their secondary. So, it's gonna be a cornerback, unless somehow Kyle Pitts falls. Not a chance. And you know Jerry's gonna pick him. <laughs> Not a chance he falls, but yeah. <laughs> Ryan, what about you? Um, defense, I think. Um, 
I'm going to go with an edge rusher for them. Oh. All right. Okay. Um, which I see the only guy up here, I think Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. Nice. Would be the guy. Uh, but also, nothing wrong with going with the cornerback like Patrick or, or Caleb. You know, two good corners. Uh, Farley just needs to stay healthy. That's all. So, but defense. Uh, yeah, help on defense. That can carry him. Yeah, edge yeah, rusher wouldn't surprise me, man. I mean, they did just lose um, was Robert Quinn. He was, no, they lost uh, Alden Smith. Alden Smith, sorry. Alden Smith, yeah. Robert, yeah. They lost Alden Smith, even though he kind of got the old uh, arrested for the battery, I yeah. think, or whatever. But oh, they still have uh, Randy Gregory and yeah. uh, Demarcus. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, they definitely. They just didn't show as much. I still think. You know, maybe Dallas believes they can run, you know, those guys back and hopefully they just have a better year. But it wouldn't surprise me if they took Ed Rusher, but I think corner is a bigger need. That's just me, though. But, um, you know, my Packers being so late, I'm not sure what the heck they're going to do. Who knows? Maybe we'll take a long snapper this time after taking a quarterback but, last year. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the next question. Uh, as a huge Packers fan who complains about them 24-7. <laughs> so much. Yeah, 24-7. <laughs> So um, much. What do you think they're going to do at their pick? I am spoiled. But, man, I really think, you know, I just think, you know, Rodgers and Favre, they should have more than two rings apiece. So, you know, but um, for me, I'll tell you this. Um, it's going to be weird because all this time we've been talking about receiver, receiver, receiver. Um, but I think Green Bay should go. What they should go is an offensive line. What I think. The first round. I do. I do. I think that. Um, I think that we lost, you know, Lindsley. Um, you know, I know we caught uh, Rick Wagner. Uh, you know, the year before we lost Lindsley, we never really kind of replaced him. Our line's good, don't get me wrong. But I think if the right guy falls, that we should go off its alignment. But what I think they could do, second need for me, if I had to rank them, I would be offense. Um, corner is a top need. Um, they just got your guy, uh, Kevin King. He's man, not yeah. my guy. <laughs> he's not my guy at all. Sorry, Kevin King, man. I mean, you can't even stay healthy enough for me to even call you my guy. I'm not even going to just crap on you because of the NFC Championship game. But, man, you play like about seven games a year. I don't know what to do with you. I mean, if I would love um, that safety. I can't pronounce his name. Morai or um, he's he's really, really good. Like that box safety can play slot corner. Um, but if they're going to go corner, you know, I love another NFL guy. Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, He's a guy that I would love there. Or uh, a receiver like Elijah Moore would be amazing if you want to give another toy for Aaron Rodgers, a guy who's a little shifty, can do stuff. I think they go with Elijah Moore if he's there. I really do, you know. I mean, a lot of string of first-rounders. But surprisingly, as a fan, I think that if the right lineman is there, they should go offensive lineman, but I think Elijah Moore's a pick. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. And uh, what about you, Matt, and your Patriots? What are you looking for them to do? What are you guys at 15? Yeah, we're at 15. Um, <coughs> like we talked about earlier, there's potential for a trade-up, whether it's with the Falcons or the Panthers or even the Cowboys. But um, I think they're going to sit still, and I think trade lands will drop to 15. Ooh. So I think that's going to be their pick. Very um, possible. Hopefully, he yeah. can be that future quarterback ever since uh, Tom Brady left. So Don't be surprised right now. 
don't be surprised either. I know it's going to sound crazy if the Patriots sit there and Michael Parsons somehow falls to them. Oh. I, think, I think if Denver doesn't take him, he could slip with the teams in between that might not go linebacker. There is a slight, there is a chance that he could fall there. And I think Bill Belichick gobbles him up if he's there, man. Oh, yeah, easily. Um, especially since High Power's aging in his yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Van Noy back, which is huge. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I agree with you. It wouldn't surprise me if they get him. I mean, he would be the most talented player available if he sure. drops that far down. For sure. Guy's a beast. All right, boys. Why don't we right, uh, transition well, to a little uh, NBA talk? Yeah, let's switch it over. What do you think? So, all right. Um, first, first thing I want to ask before we even talk about, um, you know, MVP races or playoff pictures, this new playoff format where it's the first six seeds automatically get a bit to the playoffs and seeds seven through 10 basically have a play in tournament. What is your guys thought on that? Ryan, start with you, man. What do you think about that? Oh, um, my first hearing was from you guys the other uh, last week. Um, it was uh, very surprising. I think it's unfair to the seven and eight seed who basically, if you win more games, you're in, right? Uh, but I mean, I would get it if like if it's close, if it's like within a game or two, which is fine. But like, if the seven seed's got an upper hand on you know, the eight seed by like three or four games, there shouldn't be no play in. There shouldn't be anything like that. I think it's another scheme to get the fans be like, oh, there's another playoff game. All right, I'm going to watch it. You know, I more totally money towards the broadcasting and all this stuff. But I don't agree yeah. with it. I think it's unfair. Yeah, I agree with you, right? It's a pure money grab. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's doing disservice to the seventh and eighth seed. Like, they deserve to be in the playoffs. Like, I mean, it's it's obviously a complex topic to talk about, but, but at the same time, like, I just don't get it. And it's a higher risk for injury as well. I hear you, man. I mean, for me, guys, I can't just, no disagreements here. Pure money grab, I think it's awful because I know people might not like that. I just, like, even you look at the standings right now, 10 seed, I mean, I think it's it might be the Bulls right now. You know, don't get me wrong. Not hating on Chicago or any of these lower teams, but like, if you have in the future teams that are like close to ten games worse than the seventh seed, imagine having a playing for that team that's been playing so bad. And like, anything can happen in the NBA. These guys are all professionals. Some guy gets hot, you know, for that scene, and they somehow make the playoffs. They're playing so poorly all year. I mean, there's no really reward in that. I know that they make it harder for seven and eight seeds to not get in because like if the seven and eight seed they have a playing game for anybody who doesn't know the playing game is between the seventh and an eight seed winner of that game gets a seven seed and then there's a playing game between a nine and ten seed the winner of that game gets to play the loser of the seven and eight seed and then the winner of that game gets the eight seed i mean imagine like a seven eight seed game and the, you know the seven seed loses and then you know their tenth seed gets hot maybe go crazy for a couple of games like a player like, you know, Zach Levine, who can fill up the score sheet, you know, drops 50 a couple of games, carries a terrible Chicago team to the playoffs. And for what? Probably to get swept by, <laughs> you know, whoever's the one seed, whatever year it could the be. Jazz. Yeah. Well, yeah. For Eastern Conference, it was four seeds. Sixers, uh, yeah. Brooklyn yeah, yeah, Sixers, yeah. Right. Yeah. Western would be the Utah Jazz. But it's just, you know, it, it's, it's like. The leagues, I feel like sports everywhere are starting to go into these money grabs where they just want to have more games. I mean, even the NFL adding an extra game. Everything's about getting more money. 
um, you know, which is great, I guess. But the spirit of the game, I think some things just need to be left alone, man. I mean, I don't, I don't get it, but you know, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, we'll yep. see in May. Maybe see you real soon. Exactly. But now moving on to the MVP race. Um, we'll start with you, G. John. Um, who's your favorite? Well, um, right now, I think it's got to be Jokic. Now, in the NBA, I am a huge Damian Lillard fan. You know, there was a point where I thought he could have had a chance to win it. You know, a little bit of injuries. Uh, he fell off a little bit, like, um, you know, for MVP, like, not like himself, not his play, but like, and the Blazers lost a little bit of games, you know. LeBron got hurt a while ago. I think Embiid's um, missed plenty of games, you know. Giannis, you know, he's played well, but not quite there. I think, I don't want to say by default, but, you know, I value consistency and availability. And Jokic has been there every step of the way. Plus, with Jamal Murray down, the guy is filling up the statue. I know he's not the sexy pick. You know, he's not a high flyer like, you know, a lot of people might like today that does crazy athletic things, but dude is an excellent, excellent passer. Not just for a big man, in general. The dude can pass the ball, he can score the ball. He's like a triple threat, uh, a triple threat, a triple double threat at seven feet. I mean, to me, it's him. And I think we got to start rewarding guys that are there and available to play. I'm really tired of the, you know, sitting out and, uh, you know, resting back to back and, you know, that stuff needs to just go away. I mean, you know, load management, I'm tired of it. So I like Jokic for this. Yeah. And to bring what you said, um, he's having some chances to gain, which is Unbelievable. unheard of for a center, especially nowadays. But yeah, I agree with you. I think Jokic is the favorite and he should win the MVP. Um, and there are a couple other guys that um, at, on my list, like Luka Doncic, Giannis, and obviously Game. But don't forget about uh, Stephen Curry. I mean, obviously his team needs to be in the playoffs. But if they somehow make it to the playoffs and the numbers he's putting up, like 32 points a game, and look who he has around him. Yeah. He's got nobodies. I mean, his second best player is Draymond Green, who's not the same Draymond Green from a couple years ago. I, I, I hear you, Matt. And I don't mean, I'm going to let you go in a minute, Ryan. I just want to, like, chime in real quick. I didn't mean to forget about Steph Curry. And I think he's an excellent player. And he's having, what he's doing is MVP caliber. I just know the NBA for all this time, they value winning. I mean, you know. I think um, him's team being like, what are they, like a nine seed right now? It's going yeah, to they're hurt. The nine seed. It's not fair, but it's going to hurt him. You know, we haven't had an MVP winner since Kareem Abdul Jabbar, I believe, win MVP on a team that hasn't made the playoffs. And that was like forever ago, 40, 50 yeah, that was years like ago. 50 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. And it's not going to happen. Um, if they somehow can get on a hot streak and if the Warriors can get up to the sixth seed, I think if they get to the sixth seed, he has a shot. But if they sneak in like eighth and or they make it to the playoffs by a play on game, I just don't see it. But he's definitely, definitely worthy. So I do like the mention. I like the shout out. Yeah, definitely. Who are you going with, Ryan? Well, as you guys, I don't follow the NBA that much, but by looking at the stats, I do like Luca. Um, I think he's the most, most consistent player with uh, 28.7 points per game, 8.7 assists, and 8 rebounds a game. Uh, he's no down other, there for sure. No, no other, uh, no other player in the 
Ranch has that consistent of the numbers. I know uh, Giannis has 11 rebounds a game and about five assists a game, but like putting up close to almost a triple double each game is uh, pretty impressive to me. Uh, and you know, definitely at we'll see with the Mavericks being at what the seventh seed. It's sure. not bad. They still have a good record, 32 and 26. Yeah. Uh, but I like Luca, and I think he's like just one of those players that you see that uh, he does the right thing. He plays basketball the way it's supposed to be played, and um, I think he's my favorite for the MVP candidate. For sure. I didn't mean to disclude Duco because after Dave, he's my favorite player in the league. I think Luca yeah. too, if Dallas can get some wins together, he's definitely up there because I'm not a big Porzingis guy. He's always banged up. I don't think he's a true number two anymore, and I think, like you mentioned with Curry, you know, he's not carrying as much as Curry, but mm. I'm not a big fan of Dallas's team, per se. I yeah. mean, I think their second-leading score, if I'm not mistaken, is Tim Hardaway Jr. Fine player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know, Luka, uh, Ryan, I love that pick, and I think if Dallas can win some games and maybe move up to a six or five seed and he keeps balling, he's got a shot, too. I just think there's a lot, a lot riding on Jokic's favor, though, but, you know, we'll see. Course, Still yeah. plenty of games left. Yeah, and the playoff picture right now, um, the biggest surprise so far for me is the New York Knicks. I mean, at the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference, coming up from the, being the laughing stock of the entire NBA. I don't remember. Like, what was the last time they won eight games in a row, man? <laughs> I don't remember the winning eight games in a row forever. Probably before we were born. <laughs> It feels like it, though. I mean, but right now, Tom Thibodeau has to be coach of the year. Fantastic. I said it when they hired him. I love him. Anywhere he goes, he makes teams better. Dude is a phenomenal coach who doesn't get his just due. I totally agree with you there. And, Matt, I know me and you, we like the Celtics. You know, me as a more of an adopted fan, I've grown to love the Celtics. But and I gotta, the way you text me, you sound like a true Celtic. I appreciate that, man. I mean, I got to say, man, I, the league is better when the Knicks are good. As much as we kind of hate the Knicks, the, the league is more interesting when the Knicks are good. So, you know, I'm not mad that they're good. I'm mad that they're better than Boston. I have no idea why. But, you know, <laughs> I question that as well. Hey, but you know what? They definitely, it's a pleasant surprise to me. And I agree with you, Tibbs, coach of the year. You can sign me up for that, too. I mean, the Knicks were. Uh, I mean, what were they doing before this year, for the last few years, man? Absolutely nothing. Lottery picks, not, you know, R.J. Barrett, O.B. Toppin, just picking guys between 8 and 10. I mean, this is this is great for the NBA, I got to say. Yeah. But what do you think about Boston, though, man? I don't know. Um, I think, one, they got to get healthy. Like, it seems like every game... Somebody's either in the health and safety protocol or someone's hurt. Like, I think, like, I think this game, like, Kemba's not playing today. Today in the back-to-back. And, um, I think Rob Williams is still out. They need to get him back. Agreed. And, uh, and Tatum just looks tired right now. I think, I think the long-term effects from COVID are, are hurting him right now. Kind of like all I feel like they did it to Cam. Cam was, you know, on the Patriots when he had COVID. He just kind of stunk. So I, I definitely believe in that. We'll see. I just hope they don't drop below the 16. Don't want to see him play a game. Well, yeah, Cam just scored 25 points in the first half. 
Oh, oh, I haven't been keeping track. Well, so. doing this, I mean, I should we should have kept track of the game, but that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it, man. Holy we need crap. that guy to be special. But um, the rest of the team is no one's over ten points, so he's carrying him the team right now. I hear you, man. I hear you. It's gonna be a fun, fun uh, playoff picture. A lot of great teams. The Nets. I mean, I don't know what those guys are gonna do. Um, Kevin Durant, Harden, Kyrie—they can't seem to play together. I think that they're probably gonna win it all if they can get healthy. Okay. And be together on the court, yeah. they'll figure it out. A lot of talent, so yeah. And surprise right. for me is the Sixers. Uh, I didn't expect them being at the top of the seed with Brooklyn, so we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, that's all the time we have today, guys. Anybody that listens in, we really enjoy it. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Uh, this is John, Matt, and Ryan. We got game, and we will see you next week. Thank you very much. Take care. Take care, everyone.